Hello, everyone. Good morning. This is April. Welcome to the third episode of Chicks on Bikes. Sorry we're a little bit late. We have an awesome show lined up for you today. Right now, we are um, funneling Dana Dirty South in through the pipeline. I am texting her the phone number, so hang on a second. We've got an awesome Try, show lined oh, up. There's a microphone that works. Hold on. Yeah, all sorts of things have been happening in the uh, bike community. Most specifically, uh, we're, we're totally aware of some of the uh, events that... Uh, or the altercations uh, a week ago in, um, I guess it's Culver City slash Los Angeles on the on the border there. Um, that uh, what is it Hetzler Park on the Overlook? Uh, you heard about that, right, April? The park. Yeah, and, oh, yeah. and the the woman that was uh, alleged. Yes. Alleged. Well, yeah. Without calling out her name, I'm I'm sure like she's heard internet. her name all over the internet. We're, I'd like to send her more. Um, for for about thirty seconds, the woman there about uh, just some of the things. Everybody thinks it's the drunk driving part. I like to think it's a little bit more than just the drunk more driving part. Yeah. There's well, Dana. there's the phone call, and uh, we'll we'll get to the phones and cover this subject in a minute. It is Kill Radio and KPFK on the webcast. Hello. Hi, Dana. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for for calling in today. So uh, you're our first guest, and I want to say it's nice to to have you on, and, and thank you. So how are you feeling? Um, I'm feeling a lot better than I was the first week. I'm back home in North Carolina now. I saw that. So, yeah. So I can be back with my family, which is really nice. Uh huh. Uh, you know, a lot of the pain is still, is still there, but it's, it's going away, and so in about five weeks, I believe, I should be walking again. And um, when did you get to North Carolina? Uh, I got here a couple of days ago. <laughs> yeah, Thursday, like Thursday morning, like one in the morning. So, yeah, it's your time. What yeah, is your day. <laughs> What's your family think about all of this? Um, well my mom came to visit me when I was in the hospital because she was really worried because I I went to California for school. I went there for UCLA and right. I don't really know I didn't know anybody and I didn't really have family, so everybody there always just like I just made a lot of friends through the bike community. And so they they got to meet a lot of them. And they you know, she was just really, really concerned and really worried. And a lot of them here uh don't really understand the whole bike thing. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of my friends here don't get it because everybody drives in North Carolina. I I didn't really get super into biking until I got to California and just saw you know, how many people bike, and if you can believe it, it's, it's even worse here to bike than it is to bike in California. You know, we have no bike lanes. People don't really commute by bike here. Right, right. Uh, I mean, I, I say that. I've, I've never been to North Carolina, but I understand what you're saying. 
Um, so what's the last week been like for you? Have you been getting a lot of phone calls or people interested in your story? Um, I've been getting a few. I talked to um, uh, Kulash Mike. Uh, I've talked to a few people. Um, a few people from news media have wanted to talk to me, but mainly the guy who's going to represent me in, in court has told me not to really do many interviews. Uh, so I've been really quiet because that actually somebody brought some people to do an interview and they didn't even end up interviewing me for KCAL News and it ended up just really bad and it represented the Bi community in a really bad way by the way that they cut the the interview. So I've just been very careful. So what was that interview aired or Yeah, it ended up being aired and then I didn't see it on the air but I saw it online. And I had to make them pull it off. Oh, wow. Okay. So you've been told not to do any interviews. But yeah. I mean, very thank you for... <laughs> Chicken Leather has a good question. Um, are you aware of some of the events that people are doing here and some of the activity here? Yeah, a lot of people have been telling me they've They've just had so many things so far, even when I was there. Uh, somebody had my friend um, with the, who's a musician, had one. Uh, Matthew Teardrop, he did, he did a big benefit music thing the day that I left. Uh, and my friends are having, like, car washes. There's been tons of things at the bike oven where they've even just been helping people that didn't get, you know, really, really hurt by, like, doing things like having a massage therapist come for people who weren't involved. You know, people are, are going to help me fix my bike, you know, for free. It's it's really great. Like, the bike community has come together a lot over this, and it's awesome. Yeah, it's really inspiring. It's really remarkable. Like, I mean, I, I, that's how I got my lawyer was people were like looking up lawyers for me. They've been looking up all sorts of things to just help us. And I mean, I, when I was in the hospital that night, I had people there with me, even though my family wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Like they basically came to the emergency room and told them I had no family and it was all the bike community. Like mm-hmm. they were making sure that I wasn't alone in the hospital. They were making sure that I had my bite. They made sure that, like, everything was okay for me. They, you know, it, the bike community is amazing. They've really, really just been there for me 100%. So it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, you have a lot of support. You have a really great attitude, too. Um, I mean, I should mention we've never met, but just through yeah. chatting on Facebook, um, I just want to give you a little props for, well, for your you. positive attitude. Um, so are you going to be home until uh, you're healed or at least until you start walking again? Until I can start walking again. Okay. I'm excited to go home. So that should be about, about, well, I actually like wrote it down as a planner, like for every single day that it would be for, you know, exactly six weeks. So 
July 29th is the day that I should get to walk again. So that's, so I should hopefully be home like the beginning of August. That's, that's the plan. So I wonder if, um, you're a smart woman. You could rally a, a whole bike scene from your bed. Uh, from, you've got a lot of energy just sitting there. Maybe you could get a scene going. I would love to. I mean, I've been talking to people still. Um, I just, I, I, I don't know exactly what to do. I really want to help. I've been talking to people, uh, who, who were doing a lot of the things and they were like, we just want you to rest, but I really want to do something. <laughs> yeah. They, you know, but. Yeah. Well, stay open to it. Maybe uh, some ideas will present themselves. Um, do you know the date of your return yet, or kind of depends on when you heal? It depends on when I'm or able to, how you, heal. you know, just walk. Yeah. As soon as I'm basically able to walk, I am coming back. Like, that's, that's the plan. Because it, it was just too difficult when I wasn't able to get around. Like, I'm, like, basically have to lay in a bed all day. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So as soon as that is over, I'll be back. Like, probably beginning of August. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Well, is there anything you want to say to your friends and, and family out here? Um, well, I don't know if you've heard about any of the other people or if any of them are out or if you've been keeping in contact with any of them. I'd like to know how some of them have been doing. Chicken, you are actually the only person that I've been in communication okay. with, but Chicken Leather says that about half of them are out of the hospital. That's awesome. Did you want um, us to try to connect you with those people? Um, oh, no, it's okay. It's okay. I can, you know, like, we're, we're just so scattered that I've just been, one of the things I've been trying to do is I wanted to maybe, like, make a private Facebook group for, like, all of the people that were actually hurt or in the hospital. Oh, I can help you do that. Yeah, because I don't even know some of the people that were in the hospital other than a few of the other people that were my friends and, you know, who I've been hearing have been in the hospital. So it'd just be good, I think, because then we could, Mm -hmm. you know, talk to each each other and see who's better and what happened and just be a support group for each other. Okay. I think that's an awesome idea. Um. I can I can offer to help out with that if you'd like. Mm-hmm. Or have, have you have you started? Talk, uh, what? Have you started to put that together, or do you want some help, or do you feel like you got it handled? Well, I've I've met a couple of other people and talked to them about doing it. It just I don't know who some of the other eleven people are. Like if I had help finding all 11 of the people that were actually sent to the hospital. That that would be a major help if everybody I've talked to doesn't have all 11 of the people's information. And so in order to make a private Facebook group, you know, so that, you know, it wasn't, like, easy for people to just get 
get in touch and, you know, get into it, then I'd have to know all of them ahead of time. So I'm, I'm figuring it out. I'm figuring it out. Okay, good. Good. Hang on. I want Chicken Leather to tell you this because I can't read his note. <laughs> Hold on. Hi, Dana. We, we want you to get well. I, I know a lot of your friends are actually doing all sorts of things like benefits, and we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll hear a report later on about everything from pancake breakfasts in, in yeah. the park to... Uh, I heard about that one. I, There's I like a car wash coming up. And, yeah, and the garage sale today and <laughs> all sorts of stuff that, that we've donated. And uh, But um, one of the things is I know that uh, here, Jesus, who organized the, the K-Town Riders, he's actually... Um, still trying to keep in touch with people, but uh, it's it's really incredible how much the just the bike community has looked at this from not only a safety issue, uh, a social issue, but also uh, not so much just to galvanize the community because that's already been done, but to sort of point out to to people that always say, oh, you know, bikes are you know just just toys and stuff, and they don't really amount to stuff. You, you, you have so many different groups here, from the LACBC to um, it just some of the other um, um, bike co-ops and stuff that have come come behind us. I know that the bike oven did did something last night. Um, instead of critical mass, they had a, a, a chiropractor come down and, yeah. uh, and, and do a little body work on people and, and stuff for anybody. And this isn't just the people that got out of the hospital, but anybody that was on the ride or, or whatever, um, um, free of charge and, and stuff. So that was the only only thing. So it's it's almost uh, a joining of community, a joining of family around here. And uh, I, I use the name sort of haphazardly because I guess they're, they're telling me family is, is, there actually is a family, right, <laughs> for a family. And, it, and it's pretty incredible with music and stuff, and I, I guess they're, they're doing some things, too, so um, if, if only in, in, in name of all the K-Town writers, there's a tremendous kind of coalesce with the uh, community here, and uh, we're, we're, we're seeing that um, not, not just today, but in the weeks to come, and in fact, they've, they've called off a couple things that, you know, normally there'd probably be a, a press conference or something like this, and I, I think they're they're just waiting until everybody gets well and stuff. And mm-hmm. there's there's not even a. a I, I know that it took forever just to to draft what they wanted to say, but they're they're working towards it. So, and as I say that, the guy who organized that, Mark, is riding with his son down the street in front of the Kill Radio Studios across the street. It's pretty incredible. So, pretty kudos to all those guys. That, worked on it on, on Wednesday. I know that uh, Alex from Biteside was there, and uh, mm-hmm. Alexis from the LACBC, and, and different people. I mean, they're all part of organizations, but they, they came together and sort of just blindly um, just just getting together. So well, probably in the next week or two, you'll see something drafted that uh, everybody had their hand in. So, mm-hmm. so, but, yeah, I mean, it, that's part of what's kept me so positive this whole yeah. time just the bike community has been there like non-stop literally I'd be I'd wake up in the morning and somebody would be there and then somebody would be there like late at night you know people were just there for me and it was it was really amazing it really made me realize how 
how important the bike community was to me, and it made me not give up on anything. You know, like, because immediately when something like this happens, you want to just give up, and you're just like, I'm done. But they made it so that I knew, like, I I was going to have a bike when I got back. They were all going to be there for me no matter what, whether or not I could ride. And it was just really touching, like, honestly. It it made the difference to all of them were making sure that everything would be okay. So, so um, the big question is, I know you're getting well. That's all we want you to do. Um, we're, we're just thinking it's time to catch up on, on bad movies with bikes or something or... or at least some literature or something with bikes in it or something. We know that uh, there's there's a lot of bike events that come up in the summertime, but uh, we we're knowing that it's it's just the difference between being on a on a ride and and having to watch this thing sort of vicariously or something. So we're, we're gonna wish you the best here. I'm gonna pass it back to April right now, who I'm sure has a question. So we actually have to um, wrap up in a couple minutes, but I wanted to just invite you to um, be as active as you want to be. You know, you can call into this show I only do once a month, and it's pretty new, but um, we'd love to talk to you again. And you can also, I mean, I can cross-post. Oh, yeah, Chicken Leather says anytime, of course. Um, but I can cross-post anything you need on Facebook. We can email and um, stay in touch that way. So it's basically just mm-hmm. wanted to open up the conversation with you, and thank yeah. you. Yeah, very awesome, and thank you so much. Like, it's yeah. awesome how everybody's being so supportive and so there and stuff. And, and thank you for just doing everything that you're doing to help all of us. And make everybody more aware. That's so important. Yeah. You know, that everybody's just doing everything that they can. And so, you know, it's awesome. Sure. Well, um, any last thoughts before we let you go? Uh, Is there, like, any news on the driver and any new news that any of you found out or... On what's she get, happening with her? She gets arraigned on the 11th, and that's all that we know. I, I haven't been able to find. The last article I found was the 20th. Um, oh. All right, well, yeah. But Thank you for letting me Anything I call. find, I'll, I'll share with you, okay? Okay. Okay. All right, Dana. Stay strong, heal, get well, and we're thinking about you. Thank you so much. All right. Bye. Bye. So that, of course, was Dana calling from North Carolina, which is now three hours later, right? Or are we three hours ahead? I can can never remember that. It's three hours in one direction. Yeah. It's three hours different. It's a a time vortex (laughs) of of sorts. But... um, uh, that that being said, it's it's uh, she's going to be she's in our hearts now, along with all the rest of the people that were uh, injured just to, to get well. And and just to clarify that, I th- I think Active has been the one that's been going down there, and um, to to both Cedars Sinai Hospital and UCLA Medical Center, and just being a support crew 
for for everyone bringing food for and not not so much sneaking in food for the patients who are you know they get a meal or whatever they they feed you in a hospital so to speak but he's um, there there's been people that have just sort of slept in the halls and and been supportive and been in the rooms and stuff that yeah, he, that uh he he's been there for and also uh I I know that critical mass organized some sort of ride that was going to go by there however I was uh doing some repair last night and I never got to that because somebody broke down and I gave him some help and um I ended up getting side track to a party at microwave for Steve but <laughs> so while we wait it sounds more like a civic duty than, than a, it is your civic duty yes to, well I'm not going to tell well, you well yeah things, it's but. like isn't there a song you have a right <laughs> I'm sure there is I'm sure there are a lot of uh, oh that one yes yes <laughs> yes. Yes. yes yes you do right. have a right to party especially yeah. on Friday night um, while we wait for our next caller do you want to talk about the Garage sale? Tell us Actually, about this garage sale benefit. You know, I, I could talk about the garage sale at, and, and, and addendum, but instead of me talking, oh. well, there's the phone. Well, there's we'll, the we'll phone. get to the garage sale in a minute. Let's get back to the okay. phones here on, uh, checks on bikes with, a, with checks April. Checks on bikes, this is April. Oh, hi, April. This is Judy Wexler. Hi, Judy. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, I wanted to just acknowledge to our listening audience that we're shifting gears now. It's going to be a patchwork quilt kind of a day. Um, but we want to celebrate fun stuff, interesting stuff, as well as um, support our community and all this tragic accident that happened in L.A. last week. So I haven't even said anything about you yet, which is so cool. Um, so, Judy Wexler, why don't you tell us about this amazing human-powered cycling machine that you were part of. Sure. Um, well, as April said, I'm Judy Wexler. I uh, have been riding bikes for, I don't know, over five or six years and racing bikes for about five years. But last December, I got involved with a project at the University of Maryland to help pilot a human-powered helicopter. Um, and we had our first test flight in May. We got off the ground, and uh, which is very exciting because only two other human-powered helicopters have gotten liftoff so far in the history of this, like, really obscure uh, event. Um, and I was the first woman to be a pilot of a helicopter, so that was also exciting. And, um, yeah, I got involved just because there was a flyer on campus asking for cyclists who were lightweight and um, interested in doing this sort of crazy activity, so... Right, because you're 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 a biology student, right? And that's the engineering department. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I mean, I sort of got involved really because of a coincidence that engineering students were putting flyers on the all over campus, and they put one flyer on the door of the biology building. So I just saw it as I was going into my lab, (laughs) and I sent an email off. And so, like, what's happening now? Is there another contest planned? Or are you, is it over? Are you still involved with the, it's the Gamera project, right? Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, so um, the University of Maryland, their mascot is uh, a terrapin turtle, so sort of turtle native to Maryland. And Gamera happens to be 
um, a character that appears in some Japanese movies, and he's a flying turtle, mm-hmm. which is how <laughs> how we got the name. Right. But um, yeah, we're fortunate enough to have another trial coming up in July. So I guess it's like in a couple weeks. Hopefully, we'll fly about July 13th, and we're going to try and get a record for flight duration at that point. And then um, I'm actually moving after that, but the project will continue, and the ultimate goal for the students involved is to get the Sikorsky Prize, which is for any human-powered helicopter that can hover for 60 seconds and at some point during that minute reach a height of three meters off the ground. Right. That's awesome. Are you the only cyclist that's doing this for your team? Is there more than one cyclist? or is it- uh, Well, they've been training two other um, cyclists with me, but uh, the two other guys they're training are – both about 135 pounds, and I'm about 110 pounds. So, so they needed they need a, a light person, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a chicken leather keeps looking at me. I think he has lots of questions. So we have there's actually two, three D, sometimes three DJs here on this show. <laughs> it's not just all about females and bicycles. It's celebrating all things cycling. So he. I'm going to turn it over to him. No, no, no. no, no. Do you want me to ask? <laughs> What's the design? Is it based on Da Vinci's old work, or what is, what is it? What is the design of the the helicopter? Is it based on Da Vinci's old work? Uh, no, um, it's actually we base our model off of the first ever human-powered helicopter to successfully get off the ground, which uh, was designed in Japan and has this really bizarre structure that you wouldn't even recognize or I wouldn't have recognized as a helicopter, but there are four um, arms that go out in the shape of an X, and at the end of each arm, uh, there's a pair of rotor blades, and then the cockpit is suspended in the middle. So, um, actually, you know, I didn't realize this before the actual flight, but instead of having a chain that would be transferring your energy from the from the drivetrain to the rotors is actually just fishing line. Um, they're using fishing line. So every time we have a flight, we have to, like, spool up the fishing line. And, uh, you know, they would actually, even if a human were capable of putting out enough power to sustain, like, more than a minute of flight, there wouldn't be enough string. So it's a crazy-looking contraption, but um, it uh, has proven successful, so... And what we're looking at, I, I printed out the an article from the Daily Mail. So it's like um, belt drive. It's, it's crazy. I mean, one of the quotes in this article says it's a design that only an engineer can love. I can't even begin to understand how it all fits together. But what I, I do remember from this article is you said um, the pedal stroke was hard for you to get used to. Yeah, so it was interesting because I had done all my training on a – normal road bike, and then I had to switch to a recumbent, which um, I don't think normally would have been such a drastic transition, but because I was pedaling at 120 RPM against a significant load, it was sort of awkward. Um, and furthermore, the there was not an even resistance over the course of the pedal stroke, so like when I would... Um, come up to, like, I don't know, like, 10 o'clock in the pedal circle, there was a ton of resistance, and then I would go through to, like, 4 o'clock or 6 o'clock, and there was no, no resistance. And wow. Actually, the, the engineers really aren't sure why that's the case, and they've been working on <laughs> solutions. But, um, yeah, it was definitely not a one-to-one correlation between being on my bike and flying a helicopter. <laughs> right. 
and it was um, talk a little bit about the mechanics of it. So you're sitting in a lawn chair position, like yeah. an incumbent, but not leaned back, right? And it's a hand crank and pedaling. Yeah. So luckily, the um, hand cranks and the foot cranks were connected like a fixed gear bike. So um, you know, the when you were just pedaling, the hand cranks would move even if your arms weren't doing anything, um, and so there was actually no need to think about the coordination between your hands and feet, which was nice. Uh, but you could, you know, I could tell from my perspective that the hand cranks still were playing an integral role because you're in this awkward position and it really helps just to stabilize you to have your hands sort of like pushing and pulling in, um, I guess like in sync with your feet. So that was a, it was a nice design element. Um, and then around, uh, the foot cranks, like where you would have your um, chain rings and your drive train in a normal bike, there was just a spool of fishing line. And as I pedaled, the fishing line would spool in and the rotors would turn. Wow. That's amazing. Are there – I didn't look for any YouTube movies. Are there some good YouTube movies that we can Yeah, so most of people? them I think are on um, the – I guess the University of Maryland's publicity site or the engineering department's um, PR site for the project. Interestingly enough, I, I, get, I was with someone recently at a dinner and they were trying to do a YouTube search for videos of the flight. And it seems like most of the videos online are of our failed attempts at flight, which is unfortunate. So I think we need to, because um, we had many failed attempts before we actually got off the ground. Uh, I think we just, I, and I don't really know how YouTube uh has its search algorithm set up, but it would be nice for people to see the successful flight when they search for us on YouTube. Um, I think the easiest way is just to go to the University of Maryland's engineering school. They, they, the PR people have it covered. Uh-huh. Okay. We'll investigate that. Hang on a second. Hi, this is Chicken Leather, the other person here at the uh, um, Bike Talk. And I, my, my questions are more of like, you're, you're a scientist, so they... Um, can you give us an idea of what your routine is? Do you, do you have to like carb load or, or something like you were going on a race and is it, or is it just a, um, just a normal everyday kind of ride and once you get over the bike? I mean, are you training differently or, or, or what? Uh, so I would say that the training, like the, the long-term training I did was sort of complementary to the racing training that I would normally be doing. Um, you know, I, continued whatever I was doing for the regular racing season, but then I would supplement that with workouts that emphasize really high cadence work and um, like putting out intense bursts of power over a short duration. So, for instance, today I actually went out for an hour and a half and found a hill and um, was like doing 30-second intervals but making sure I was at between 110 and 120 RPM like going up the hill, um, which is sort of the best simulation I can get on my bike of the actual demands of flying. Um, in terms of the day of the flight, I didn't really carbo load or anything because the effort required was so short and, you know, I could eat in between all the efforts. I think the most difficult thing from my perspective was psyching myself up each time I got on the helicopter because there were so many times when I would get in ready to fly and be warmed up and then the chain would fall off or then we'd have some other mechanical problem. Um, so even though it was a sprint 
for the flight, it seemed like sort of an endurance event because over the course of two days, I was getting in and out and in and out. Um, but yeah, I definitely think racing helps with that because uh, racing puts you in a mentality where you, you can't get phased by what's going on around you. You just have to focus on task at hand, getting it done. Wow. Now, you told us about all the fabulous. Are these like some of those film, black and white films that we always see when they're early flight or something from... Uh, there's always silent movies and stuff. Have you guys shot anything else besides this, a promotional video or something? Yeah, yeah, there are. um, So there's a promotional video that was made, um, I guess, maybe like more than six months out, about six months out before the flight. Um, The engineers put together something to just ramp everyone up. And then there was another promotional video made like in the days preceding the flight, and that, that's a neat video, actually. It has time-lapse um, videography of the building of the craft. And then uh, the best video of the actual flight came from the engineering department's PR people because they were live webcasting the whole event over two days. Oh. Yeah, so I can I can put together a compilation of those videos and I can send them off to you if you have a place to post them. Yes, we, we'll do a link or something like that. The, the other thing is... Um, have you, is any um, kind of sports drink or has any Nike or any of these other people approached you to be like their helicopter spokesperson yet? I wish. Actually, um, all of the sweet sponsorship packages seem to have been aimed at the engineering school. So, ah. for instance, uh, there's a program called SolidWorks that is a, a computer design program, and when they saw that we had used their program to help build the the craft, they, were, they said, oh, we'll give all the students, like, free software packages, um, you know, as a support, uh, like a symbol of our support, which was really sweet and nice of them. But, uh, no, I have not had a similar yeah, so part, you're, you're still running your computer on, on what is it, Windows uh, 98 or something? <laughs> well, I, I have, you know, it's, you know, I have a perfectly functional computer, but I, as a biologist, don't really have any need for engineering software. <laughs> Yeah, but as a as a biologist, do they? I mean, you're. Let's be honest. You're like the the guinea pig or the the hamster in this little cage that they built for you. Don't they give you any any kind of perks or anything, or are they, are they just looking at you like uh, like that or something? I mean, uh, I'm I'm really just in it for the fun and the uh, reward, and um, yeah. Well, well do, do you do you have your personal like cabana boy to to like get you water or something at least? Or? Well, actually, the everyone on the team was incredibly helpful and yeah. nice during the the whole two day trial. I mean, they were engineers were like literally working twenty four hours a day, uh-huh. and um, they you know would get pizza delivered to the gym, and then they would say to me like, "Oh, you know, we know that you want to eat healthy. We know you're an athlete. We'll like, go out and get you your own food." <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Hmm. So. Um, we're going to see these mass produced, right? You're going to be the f- riding around in a little kind of like convoy of these things, right? Do you, uh, do you see any military applications with this? Or? No. I think um, the practical applications all are in material science and in um, some of the small parts engineering. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know what sort of practical applications it has for aviation. It's not. You know, humans really honestly are just not built for flight. Right. We have really terrible power to weight ratios compared to any like other species that successfully fly. Like, like birds, you always hear that example of like if, if a human was gonna fly like a bird he'd need a, a breast bone that was six feet out or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. We're just um 
it's not not what we were meant to do, but we do have enormous brains so we can design flying craft. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it sounds good. Now, uh, biologists, what kind of biologists are you? Uh, evolutionary geneticists. Ah, so maybe we could work some sort of your field into this and we could genetically alter our DNA. Maybe, uh, I, I'm hearing April say uh, hollow bones or something and, and be like birds or, or, or maybe... Well, I think I think my Dinosaurs. contribution my contribution to human powered helicopter flight will definitely be in the serious pedaling, not in the genetic engineering. Oh, <laughs> no, no, come on, we, you know, we all read Michael Crichton books or something. This sounds like like the next big movie or something. April's saying she doesn't read books like that. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm actually going to start a PhD program this fall in, in Davis, California, so I'll be moving out. Oh, my God. So you're going to bring the machine with you out to Davis? Oh, I, I wish. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> okay. April's saying you're going to fly it here, right? Um, well, I'd, I'd have to get all of my you know engineering team out with me, so if we could get 50 people out. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we're, we're cash-strapped, but if we become like the human helicopter flight capital of the world, I think we could probably, you know, at least give rides to the kids or something like that. Now, this is only one person. Are there are there plans for other kind of designs or, or something? I think this is the the main design that they're going with um, from here on out. I believe that adding more people to the craft would, would increase the weight and not you wouldn't have like enough of a power return to compensate for the increased weight. Uh-huh. Um, the weight was hugely important. I mean, the craft itself was incredibly light and fragile, and um, the, all the structures were made of carbon fiber. Yeah. And um, just picking up one of the huge arms, which is like, you know, the whole craft itself is this, the third the size of a football field, and you pick up one of the arms, and it's unbelievably light. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, um, um, is there plans to to do? We we talked about what the craft was named after a, a Japanese uh, um, anime character. Has anybody from Japan approached you to star in maybe one of the movies or anything? Yeah. <laughs> no, not before not you become yet. a doctor. You might have a fledgling kind of film career here. Uh, no, no, not not yet. Um, we actually feel like we're. Um, standing on the shoulders of Japanese in this whole endeavor because they were really the first ones to get off the ground in human-powered helicopter flight. And, um, yeah, they've, they, they're sort of the pioneers, and we're just trying to build on what they've done and take it to the next step. It's April. I got handed back the phone. Um, so I want to hear about your racing history and how this uh, – what, what do your racing buddies think about this, and what do you plan on – doing when you get to California as uh, far as bikes go? Well, I plan on racing a whole lot more. Um, right now my current season has sort of been stymied by a lack of money and a lack of time. But I started racing in college uh, mm-hmm. in 2005, I guess, and um, raced for four years, really just enjoying the social aspect of it um, and just racing road, actually, because when I got my first bike, I cleared out my savings account. So people used to say, like, you should start racing cyclocross. And I said, well, it would be really nice, but, you know, I have no money, so I'm going to stick with the one bike that I have. Uh, I moved out to Seattle for a year and raced a whole ton in the Pacific Northwest, which was amazing. The women's cycling scene in the Pacific Northwest was incredibly deep and talented. And Mm 
um, moved back here, so have been racing not as much as I would like, but hopefully when I get it to California, it will be tons of road racing for me. And, um, yeah, I'm racing as much as my financial and work situation allows. Cool. Well, that sounds great. Dr. Judy. Dr. Judy. <laughs> in, in five or six years, hopefully. Yeah, that's awesome. How old are you? Uh, 24. Wow. You've got a whole amazing career in front of you, full of really fabulous stuff. Um, well, is there anything else you want to talk about or ask us or share? Or, or um, maybe you can ask our listening audience for some kind of endorsement deal? Well, if, um, if anyone wants to sponsor my racing career, I would totally love that. <laughs> uh, I I would just say I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting out and riding and racing in California. And um, from what I've seen and heard, the women's racing scene is pretty strong out on the West Coast, and I'm looking forward to getting back out there. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, feel free to... Um share any updates via email or Facebook or um, are you did you like the Chicks on Bikes Facebook page yet? I have looked at it a little. I have not I um, I have to admit I'm like not someone who spends a ton of time on Facebook but oh, I, okay. <laughs> I did fine. I, I did check it out and um, I'm excited that you just have this show in general I think it's um, really great that people are talking about women and cycling and uh, this is obviously a hugely important part of my life, so I appreciate other people getting the word out. Well, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, my goal with the show is to celebrate women and cycling and not necessarily in that order. So um, I just, I'm putting it, to, cobbling it together as the guests present themselves. So um, thank you so much. Oh, thank awesome you. It was fun. And, uh, yeah, stay in touch. Keep us posted when you get out here. Maybe we can come to one of your races and watch and do a show on the road. For sure. Excellent. Um, take care and have a great afternoon. Okay. Thanks, Judy. Take it easy. Bye-bye. Oh, okay. I, I want a awesome. helicopter. I, I want to, I think Kill Radio should, should put a sticker or something, you know. I, I want know. a helicopter. Yeah. How much is that going to cost us to get a sticker on this thing? It'll probably like, it, what I, I, I'm, I'm envisioning we put the sticker on and the whole machine falls apart. <laughs> or, or it's like, oh, that sticker was 2.5 kilograms too much. And, you know, and it was like, oh, geez. Well, no, we're not using brick stickers, but. That's that's pretty amazing. Pretty cool, right? Yeah, yeah. She's an inspiration. Pretty, for pretty, her. pretty awesome. And you know what? I'm I'm I don't know my geography too well. I don't listen to geo quiz all the time on on the world. But I'm thinking, isn't Maryland on that side of the coast near like North Carolina or something? Maybe these these two. Oh yeah. Dana could start a whole thing with Dr. Judy and and do you know they could be the new fledgling of that but she's coming to the west coast so i don't know but what Dana's does that say? gonna come back to the west coast yeah so they could start their own little thing the, the other thing she was talking about is a lot of the racing road like road bike racing women now are getting into uh um cyclocross and stuff and in fact i watched a couple of these things in between um you, you know the universal network the if you if you're like universal me sports yeah sports. if you if you can't afford like cable tv or anything you get these you get these little uh 
boxes, and that's what I get in between the numbers the and the computer? box. Yeah, you get you get the box, and and so I I this is like four point four here in the the L.A. kind of area or something, and and they've been showing this like you know they don't want to scare guys, so they show it like really late at night, and or they show it like in between like mountain bike racing or something, so it's like oh god, tuning in their show, you don't turn the channel or something, but the the races are just phenomenal. Some of the things that they go through. They are. Yeah, and I, I, I'm amazed because a lot of these women have switched over from um, doing road racing into cyclocross. I'm getting a, a voicemail from our next caller. Uh. Um, you remember our first call? Co- the first day Jen was here, she's a cyclocrosser. Yeah. Oh yeah. And and we're we're seeing April now nod, and she's listening to a phone. I feel like Hitchcock in a movie explaining silent movies or something. He's nodding. Hold, He's going towards the door. Hold, please. Okay. So are you going to hold it up to the phone and we're going to hear this? Can you can you put it on speaker? Or is that beyond our technical control here in the studio? We have a personal injury attorney who's going to... She's outside out somewhere town. and I can't find her. <laughs> I'm working on it. All um, right. Well, she's, so she's mauling through the roads here. She apparently wanted to come to the studio. That's amazing. Well, that's that's nice of her. Her name is Meg Razzi. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm going to text she, her the She's number. trolling the kill radio complex here. Um, <laughs> no doubt she'll walk into those Sounds of the Cades guys, and they'll just get her too, too inebriated to work, which is, which is a good thing for a lawyer sometimes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Anyway, um, it is Kill Radio. It is Bike Talk here on... Um, on Kill Radio and, and KPFK on the web webcast, as I'm being reminded. It's uh, KPFK archived on KPFK. Well, there, there you the, go. But well, what, we're gonna what, what we are gonna figure out is um, I wanted to tell you, all of you guys that we're gonna work on listing the Chicks on Bikes show separately. Hey. Well, not separately, but it will. Yeah, yeah, you'll like, see that you'll it's be just able a to chick see thing. that it's chicks on bikes instead of bike talk because I know it's been a little bit hard for people to download the actual chicks on bike show uh-huh. if they don't know it's the last Saturday of the month they would have to deduce that it was May twenty eighth and now we're actually going to list the show maybe a slash maybe a hyphen bike talk hyphen chicks on bikes yeah bike talk slash chicks on bikes. <laughs> I don't know. Do girls like to be hyphenated that way? <laughs> uh, I'm personally fine with it. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, um, while while we're here, sort of bantering, we we've decided that uh, uh, as our more more like not a duty, but um, we we want to help out some of these people out there that were involved in this uh, altercation uh, with the K Town Riders, the alleged crash they're calling this. And one of the things they're doing is uh, that well, last week. I got to go, uh, Kill Radio, part of Kill Radio, got to go uh, to the Pancake Extravaganza, and we're going to hear about it right now on Kill Radio and Bike Talk. KPFK on the webcast. Here we go. Let's see if it runs. Now that the coals are so <laughs> the right tap, yeah, perfect, yeah. So here we are with uh, our, our new uh, celebrity chef. This is I'm David. David. Yes. David. Now, uh, what, what's the essentials? Oh God, I'm getting smoked here. What are the essentials here? First of all, the dark glasses to hold out the smoke. Right? Yes. Yes. Getting. I heard the charcoals the right way. Noah's walking away. He doesn't want to be part of this. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, so awesome. got smoke in my face. That's we got the right temperature going here now, uh -huh. and uh, you know we're just letting them do their thing. So awesome. These are these are looking great. All right, I'm glad. Little griddle cakes. Good, are these glad. are these uh, assigned yet? Or are you just, uh, these are just up making for, them. We go next, and whoever calls it. I'll, I'll I'll be in there in the rotation. All right. It's like it's like MTV, heavy rotation here. Some of our illustrious people here, the Mom Riders. And of course, Dan What is this? Two in a week? Two weeks? This is getting bad. Dan, in your opinion, how can we reminisce, remedy this situation? Pancakes. Pancakes? Pancakes. I like that. That's a good way to do it. Yeah, I'll wait. I'll wait. Just give them to the next person. But I, I'm in the rotation there. Oh, oh, it's Dan. Well, serve over here. <laughs> okay, I figure people are just gonna be giving donations. Just kind of, we should. Wait, what is if it? We can set up a cutting peg legs up or? That's great. That's great. What's your name, Miss? Liz. Thank you for contributing. Of course, all the pancakes, all the money is going to. Is going to. Oh, you, they impounded it. What? Oh, that's bullshit. Did they know where she was? Uh, they didn't know she was in the hospital. Uh, they just impounded her car. I think we can talk to the police about this. I'm going to write a letter. We can, uh, we can get a car out of the impoundment that we're raising today. We can uh, help get any riders that have had their bikes ruined by this accident. Um, we have Bicer Libre is giving us a good deal on getting riders That's good. Back. That's good. Uh, let, you know what? I, I got a friend that... Johnny Green down there. Somebody said he wrangles bikes, so maybe we can work something out with him too. And the bike oven, if you need some components, come on by. I'll, I'll we'll sneak them out the back door. We'll make a back door to sneak them out. Okay. I'll take three thousand eight hundred seventy-two pancakes. Only seventy-two? That's just the appetite. Ah, very good. How much? How much? 18, What's the tall board? Uh, 12 and 18 and 7. Alright, count me in. Look at this. Very good. Alright, here we go, here we go. How was the pancake there, dude? It was delicious. Is it good as the brunch ones? I know. We gotta. Maybe we'll have a, a spare of the moment pancake brunch for. We gotta, the next we gotta, time. We gotta do it. We gotta bring back brunch. Once. All right. We'll bring back brunch. Maybe just for these people. So the kids can say they went to a brunch. You know. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. Well, I recognize this this four-legged freeloader. Of course, it's the philandering beautiful. Look at that. Oh. Jumping up, huh? Jump, 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 jump. Oh, you guys are playing cribbage. Yeah. That doesn't count. Yeah, let me hear my Well, look at this. Made it over here from the make music. Oh, you went to making, music? making friends. No, are you kidding? You did. Yeah, yeah. We made it alive. It's very good. I like your support. Yeah. He just got a ticket for drinking in public. No. Yeah. No.
Did you offer the cop a drink too? Nah, I didn't. Man. They offered to take me to jail though. Are <laughs> oh, you kidding? Nah. Why? They were like undercover cops. Oh. Yeah. Well, Insta looking. You know what? You keep it in a in a you know non lethal container. I think that's. And they the were from the uh, respectable uh, Rampart division. Oh. Those guys are known. For that's their... sad. Did they? You know, usually they let you pour it out and then they'll. They'll do uh, that. Pour it out for me. Oh, nice. That made me throw it away. You're going to have a ticket that you should at least let you down it. Yeah. yeah really like, it's like you already paid the price. And with cream, honey. And M&M's. Okay, it's just now got executive. This is like a new level of executive. That's all good. That's like. Our police are going to come. Chicks on bikes, this is April. Hey, Paul, it's Meg. How are you? Hi, Meg. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> Thank you for being, um, thanks for being flexible. <laughs> being flexible. I guess so. I've been running around in circles this morning, but okay. <laughs> um, so. Have you able to listen to the show so far? No, I, oh, I yeah. love to this kid like you told me on the radio and you guys were not on. I was so confused and I went to the building and it wasn't there, so I'm a little bit lost right now. But, um, but I did, I did read about the case, so, you know, I know what happened and all that. Okay, so I'll, I'll explain to you how to I think the actually don't listen to the live show on KPFK. You listen to the live show on KPFK. <laughs> Org. Yeah, I tried to go podcast yeah. on. Oh. Uh-huh. the podcast via uh, KPFK. So that's oh, all right. No, no problem. It's a little confusing, but I wanted to get your yeah. You so you checked out the case, and we yeah. we, we talked to Dana, who was one of the writers who was injured. Uh-huh. Um, in uh, for the first half hour of the show. Okay. What are you? Wh- what were your thoughts on on all that? Well, um, do you want to tell me about some of the things that she said? I'm not sure if I if I know her specific case. Her specific case is what you read. I mean, she she was hit by a a woman who was. Apparently intoxicated and texting her car, uh, texting in her car. Uh huh. And she hit several other cyclists as well. Okay, um, so I mean, it sounds like um, just coming from everything in the news and everything like that, it's about you know the right of a cyclist and you know did they have a right to be where they were at the time of the accident? Um, and so I wanted to talk a little bit about that and, you know, what happens if they're actually considered to be pedestrians, because I guess some of them were on foot. Uh, they were pulled over. They weren't on foot. They were waiting for their, and they did have a right to be where they, right. they were. Right, um, exactly. So, they, they, 
I don't think they were on foot. I think they were maybe standing next to their bikes. Right, exactly. So, you know, it's like uh, um, the case of the, the rights of the bicyclists to be on the right of the road, which they were, um, and that, you know, they could go a little bit slower than the speed limit. Um, and so, you know... So uh, they they were totally in the right to be where they were, even if they were stopped at the time, you know, for a few moments or whatever it was. If they had to be on the side. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you have uh, what? Uh, what is your experience or, or thoughts on uh, working with cyclists in as in a personal injury attorney? Well, I have represented cyclists, and, you know, I actually have a case right now. Um, somebody got hit on their cyclist cycle. But basically, you know, it's just um, a liability thing, and you first you've got to figure out who's at fault, and it really seems like, based on everything I've heard, this driver was totally out of line. But, um, but it sounds like also there might be other things involved, other liable people, um, from everything that I've read, it looks like some of the lights on the street were out, so there's, there could be like a possible case against the city for not maintaining the lights in that area. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's like, so that's also a possible person, that entity that they can go after. And also, you know, how drunk was she and where did she get drunk? Did somebody... You know, if she was at a bar or whatever, and the bartender knew that she was definitely drunk and served her anyway, then you could sort of go after the bar- bartender for um, for serving somebody who's clearly too drunk to be served any more alcohol. So there's like so based on you just have to see what the facts are, and you just kind of go after who you think the liable parties are. I mean, it sounds like in this case, um, certainly everything is not finished yet. There's still investigation as to exactly what happened. Um, but these would be the possible avenues that you'd have to go after if you were the attorney on the case. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Well, I mean, if you're in court, it wouldn't... It's... Okay. How many phrase this properly what am I trying to say so there's a car and there's a bicycle and the car weighs several thousand pounds and the bicycle maybe weighs 100 150 with its human being on it um, it's not a fair fight right so so how do we I mean I guess I want to what do you try to do to manage this coexistence and how do you feel about all that well, here's the thing. I mean, if if the bicycles are actually riding on on the street where the cars are, they're actually supposed to go the same limit as posted on the on the street. Or if they're going to be a little bit slower than ongoing traffic, then they have they have to be going on the side if they're going slower than the traffic. Okay, so that's like base, the basic rule. Now it looks like these people were going slower or even stopped. So they were in the right because they were on the side of the road. But if they're going to be on, you know, in traffic and going with the flow of traffic, cars do have to be a little, you know, they have to kind of keep their distance away from them. And actually, there's um, there's actually some bills that are are 
pending right now, which tries to um, require at least three feet um, distance when when there's when there's a car, you know, behind the bike. Like, okay, you got to be three feet behind these people who are on the bike to make turns. So, um, but other than that, if if the bikes are on the road going with the flow of traffic, they're as responsible as the as the drivers are. Right. They're they're bound by the same rights and responsibilities. They have to, you know, do all the rules of the of the road. Stop at stop signs. Stop at right lights. Um, you know, give signals when they're turning. Yeah, I think it's an interesting point when you consider that I mean, lots of cyclists are uh, people who've never uh, driven a car and learned how to at least have the bicycle safety course that maybe some of us got in high school. I don't know. Or right. elementary school. So we have a question. Um, just to play a little devil's advocate. So if I got hit by a um, bus... By bus? Could I sue the city for better for bike routes for to make the city implement safer bike lanes and uh, improve the imp- infrastructure? Do I have a right to do that? Well, I mean, you you have to look at what the existing law is on that. I mean, you're saying if you're just going on your bike and you get hit by a bus. You, I have to have, like, more specific facts about that. Because basically what happens is that, like I said, if you're riding on the on the, on the the bicycle and you're on the road and you're going slower than traffic, driving on the right of the road, if you're in the, in the same traffic as the cars are, you've got to go the same, you know, the same uh, speed. So I, I understand what you're saying. You're trying to say it's really unfair because bike people, don't, you know, the riders are like not protected because there's nothing around them, and yet they put themselves in a situation where they might be surrounded by all these cars, big cars, big trucks, buses. That you know, if a, if an impact happens, then you know the damage is going to be extensive because you know you're going to actually hit the person. Well, yeah, it does happen. It happens all the time. But, you know, it's, it's certainly something for the legislator to take up at that point. And, you know, really what kind of um, safety standards they really want to put surrounding cyclists. So and do I have a right to sue the city? In, in what case? Well, in the case that um, I get injured while I'm on the public street while I'm trying to ride my bike to work because it's my mode of transportation and there's no bike route and there's no bike lane. Well, it all depends. I mean, just because, you know, I understand all the cyclists' rights, but at the same time, you know, um, cyclists do have to abide by the rules of of the road. So, I mean, there are instances where the bicyclist can be at fault, even if they are hit by a bus. Depends on what they were doing when they were hit. But if they were totally in the right and they were, you know, abiding by all the street rules and the bus hit them, then you go after the bus and, you know, possibly the city depends on the actual facts of exactly what happened. Um, but does that make sense? It does. I, I mean, I think we're, we're getting at a... a question of infrastructure um so 
I want to know, can we make right. the city and build? Right, and you know, basically the people who make these rules, the legislature, and, you know, perhaps, um, you know, you guys like to, you know, go and lobby the legislature and ask for safer um, rules on the, on the road with um, regard to bicyclists. Because, you know, they are, I, understand, I totally understand your point, they are very vulnerable on the road. And it kind of seems unfair for them to be, um, you know, under all these all these restrictions where they, if, if hit, they can be, they can totally, you know, it could be fatal. So it's it's kind of unfair, and I see what you're saying based on the impact. And you know, if a car hits a car, okay, you know, it's like there's a, this outside thing around the car. And, Perhaps the damages to the person are not going to be as um, as drastic as if somebody hit a bike and the person got, you know, thrown off their bike or something. Yeah. But, yeah, I totally see that. And it's really unfortunate, I mean, in this case, what happened. Oh, to say the least, yeah, it's very yeah. unfortunate. Yeah, you know, it's... Um, affected, stopped, may yeah. never ride a bicycle again. Um, right. So, anyways, I, we, I'm on a really tight schedule today, and I want to apologize for not having you on um, exactly when I said we would, but we need we have another caller calling in. So, no problem at all. Thank you so much, April. All right. Have a nice weekend, and maybe we'll talk to you again sometime later. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Well, there was a little confusion there. Wow. I think uh, it's a really good question, though. Can we sue the city? I, I, I think you can. Um, I thought I thought your mic was up. Oh. Can we sue the city uh, if? Uh, well, you asked your question. Well, I was just wondering. You know, you have lawsuits that force the school district to do all kinds of things. I mean, I'm a teacher, so I know about this. And um, you know, there's lawsuits that say, well, these students have a right to a textbook, and if they don't have a textbook, and then the lawsuit. They win the lawsuit, and then the LAUSD has to provide every student textbooks because of a lawsuit. Oh, you mean like a class action suit? Like a class action, yeah. So if riders don't have a safe place to ride, and then they get hit, well, couldn't they do a class action lawsuit and then force the city to build a bike lane? I, I think that's uh, an option. Um, I know that there was some sort of pending lawsuit if uh, the bike plan didn't get through, hmm. right? Okay. So, so I, I think they were, in in theory, I, I guess this is America, and that's our right as Americans to be able to sue anybody. So, can could we? Well, or as inheritors of the tradi- the Western tradition of yeah, uh, but, of law, but not suing just for the sake of suing, but suing for social change, change or something. Yeah. So, can we start? Uh, could could we, the three of us, <laughs> maybe say? I would like to start a class action lawsuit, or do I have to be injured in, do I have to have been part of an incident? I think we might have to get injured. Okay, are you, are you willing to do that? I think in this respect, it's, throw it's my like, bike at you. we, w- we wouldn't want to necessarily say, hey, we're going to get injured just to do that, you know, like, like, uh, you know, an Amblin chasing kind of scenario, but I think what we could do is say, okay, um, this goes back to like, say, the potholes. Uh, the potholes are, are out there, 
And in theory, if you, uh, from what I understand, if your car gets injured or injured, if your car gets damaged while you're in a pothole and the city knows about it, you can actually, uh, not so much sue, but you can, um, and I, I don't want to use sue or any of these words that I don't understand, but litigate or whatever, you can actually request to get paid for some of that. And it might be a ton of paperwork, but that's in the works there because the sue is liable, the city's liable for, for presenting uh, an atmosphere that's safe. I think that's the idea. It's always about safety. It's never about like, yeah, we're consciously doing this to hurt you. It's always about right. we're consciously doing this to make it safer for you to travel. And I think that's that's that that's my understanding of how it works. And this okay. is only my understanding. This is my. <laughs> I don't have a very this good. Is, understanding this is part of the program that we always do here at Kill we Radio. Be, it's we called could be the talking to Michelle, right? Apology. Now. We could be talking to Michelle right Let's now. Let's get her on the phone. We have a caller supposed to be calling in at eleven fifteen. All right, it's well, eleven eighteen. We uh, can forego that caller uh, and call uh, Michelle. We're if... gonna we're gonna hear about this call shortly, but uh, we're, we're gonna pause with the pancake breakfast again we're until gonna, we get her. Do we? Yeah, uh, it's sure. still queued up. We're gonna pause. And they were the they were gonna do. Breakfast. Yeah, here we go. Okay. We're going back here to pancake, pancake breakfast, breakfast for just a minute. Chef Davies. Whatever, whatever. I'm, I'm good for part of that. There's no, there's no, uh, you know, it's kind of like time in the pancake, you know? Pancake time. Money, money, money. Very nice. That's very good. forever, trying to catch this trend. You watch. Yeah. Yeah, I see the whole trend. Little little guys in their shopping cart making pancakes. It's only a matter of time. So once again, this impromptu series to benefit some of those fallen riders from Wednesday's accident. Look at those cakes. It's like a commercial for like pancakes on the griddle. Pancakes on the griddle. Chef David working his magic. Look at that. They just are fluffing up. <laughs> you can't stop them. Okay, this one's ready with the M&Ms. Here we go. <laughs> My plate almost got over. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay, this is, this is good. All right. Yay! Oh, right. No, How to stuff the pancakes right. with bacon. Hold on. Oh, <laughs> no, you got to cook the bacon. It's a hell of a lot. 
Yeah, and you cook the bacon first, first you break it up in pieces, and then you put it in the pancake. The whipped cream, yeah? In the batter. Pancake! Okay. All right. Order up! Now we're going for, that's right, some syrup. Uh-huh. We're coming out of me, Gil. A little syrup here. Look at it. It's got, it's got writers on it. That's not syrup. From the old west, this is not syrup. It, it says it. It says huckleberry syrup. It's not syrup? It's vanilla. Oh, okay. Well, we don't need that. Is there any syrup around? There's the syrup right there. Oh, very nice. Very nice. There's a big bucket. Wow. Oh, look at that. In case you just tuned in to Bike Talk, no, we're not having a weird breakfast. This was the uh, benefit that they were doing last week for some of the final riders. And, in fact, uh, shortly you hear them talk about the continued support that they're they're trying to muster up with car washes. Uh, and I know today you're going to hear the... the uh, you you can get on the social networks and actually see this. We're gonna right now. I'm just seeing myself talk about this, and we're gonna try and advance this to a portion where they're they're talking about uh, where the garage slash rum and sale is going on right now. Um, let's see if I can get to this. This is really weird because I'm watching myself talk as the pancakes are being whatever. And the pancakes were awesome. Uh, let me let me just say they did a fine job in cooking them on a griddle in a stove out there. You're gonna say something, Nick? Go ahead. Was this was this a bike ride? It was it was kind of like a get together at, at the Echo Park Lake, uh, just to support uh, uh, all the people that have been hit uh, in K Town. And as I say that, there's so many people out here today that are uh, supporting this. So here we go. Here's more news on how people are supporting. Same-sex don't mean no sex. Uh, it just means go. use your imagination. All right. Pancakes coming up. Pancakes? Oh, man. I'll take one. Take one. Here, just one. Just one. I got a plate. I got a plate. No, no, no. Just the smaller one. I'll take the smaller one. All right, more people have shown up for this informal kind of fundraiser here. Now the chef is going to another one of his, uh, that's right, specialties. Some sort of bit of pig here. They, they were cooking pig. I can't see. Two, two, three. Get Get you. I want to wash my balls. All right, there you go. Thank you, guys, and we look forward to more fundraisers for our fallen patriots. No, you're right. You're right. We don't look forward to more. Yes. Thanks. You know what I mean. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. I think you should uh, auction off your socks. All right. Well, we'll see about doing that, too. Sure. That sounds like a positive one. I think you can get some. To all the ladies out there, if you would like to help raise money, this is for sale, $100 a night. 
Okay. What? The anchor or the balloon? The everything. Full access. Full access. Hundred dollars. Ah. Uh, uh, but every cent goes to any fallen riders that need support. Okay. All right. <laughs> no freebies. Only midget strippers. No, no freebies. No freebies. <laughs> Yeah, it's stop. Hello, we're here. Um, it is sort of, so you have to kind of, I think, narrate it. Well, okay, so all these people got uh, over to the Echo Park Lake, and what what is it, Chef David was uh, cooking on a, a campfire grill uh, griddle cakes, or what, what are they called? Uh, oak They're wood called pancakes. Ca- oak and wood pancakes. What were they doing? Yeah. Well, all the money that they raised from, from this, uh, uh, pancake batter, uh, and, and subsequent, you, you saw them put, uh, M&Ms and other things into the pancakes, pineapple at one point. No, I don't mean what were they doing like that. I mean, what oh. were they doing at the event? Oh, well, it was just a, a sort of spare moment thing to raise money for all the fallen riders and all the expenses that they incurred. A lot How of these people. How much money did they raise? Didn't do that. They raised a hundred dollars. And a hundred and five dollars, excuse me. Cool. So where did, but, did but that if, go? Did they give that to someone? Yes. Yeah? Yes. They they were trying to. Uh, I I think I don't know if they've set up a fund or what have you, but I think it's just basically if somebody needed money for for anything from like. Uh, I, I, what I imagine they're doing is trying to get enough money because a lot of these people that are in hospital or something are incurring a lot of costs. A lot of them don't have health care or anything, which is another kind of show here on Kill Radio. Sure. <laughs> the, the, the lack show, of yeah. health care. Oh, absolutely. For the cyclists. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is something that we could, well, I'm sure we're going to gravitate to that. That, that should have been a question for a lawyer. Or it's like. I don't know about that. Well, um, I mean, if you incur health care, Healthcare costs. I mean, what's what? What are your legal obligations there? Do you, I, mean, I, I had my, my uh, I did some trade for. I don't have insurance, but I did some trade graphic design work for um, some therapy from a chiropractor who told me you need to have medical insurance. You are an endurance athlete, and I was like, oh, okay. Well, that's awesome. Thanks for for your opinion, but. You yeah, find me a plan that makes sense for damn, me that I damn can Damn you, get insurance, damn you. <laughs> See, it doesn't work. It even, doesn't even work. Even with the curse words. I mean, it's obviously this is the, the argument they've had, and uh, apparently we're looking forward to uh, insurance for all or, or something in the future. It is Kill Radio, Bike um, Talk, um, also, and, of course, uh, uh, on KPFK on the web webcast. Podcast. This is the third show of Chicks on Bikes. I just want to acknowledge that this wow. is live radio, and um, we're With having all some, that some problems today, but we seem to be working through all of them. Thank but you for your loyalty and it, It's not so much problems, but here at Kill Radio, we're still using equipment that probably was outlawed in Russia in the early part of last <laughs> century, but uh, we've made it work here, and... Um, we're, we're continuing to, to bring you the show up and until the equipment just fizzles out. Uh, and, it, and it's funny because we had, thin air. we had do- Dr. Judy tell us about how, how they, uh, how she flies a helicopter. That's exactly how we power some of the equipment around here. We have, we have to people pedal. like hamsters in a cage <laughs> sort of pedaling with their hands and feet at the same time just to power our generator here at Kill Radio. I'm getting tired. Can I stop? You can. 
Nick, oh, you said stop. hamsters. <laughs> oh, hamsters. hamsters. I yeah. pictured us. Pedaling. I He's pictured us pedaling. Stop pedaling yeah. now. Yeah. You, um, so we're going to wait. Funny. Hopefully, Michelle's going to call in. Okay. Well, we are waiting now. We're going to. We are waiting for Michelle Appel to call in. Michelle is a blogger. Let's talk about her. And a cyclist. And, uh-huh. Um, she, her blog is called Something by the Seat of Your Pants, and she's been... Um, cycling across the southern u.s and i'm really excited to talk to her because i just started reading about bike camping oh yeah and yeah you're you're smiling and looking at me inspired by it (laughs) now i'm looking at nick and smiling Ah. nodding my head like cheesy guy like yeah yeah, cheesy cheesy bike bike camping camping. yeah Yeah. no no cheesy bike well maybe that's what we're trying to get everybody ready for you know pancakes on the griddle out there yeah Everybody likes to do this. We're leading up to. What, what, isn't that how, isn't that how they have the, uh, yes. the cattle kind of, uh, what do they call it? Cattle stampede in, 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 uh, city slickers. He, he was trying to make cappuccino out there with his battery up and thing and it got all those cattles in a tizzy. So don't, don't bring her on a cappuccino maker. You have to bring her on. Well, guess, okay. Grounded, Michelle grounded supposedly had 35 pounds of gear. Really? According Quite to the what is that? The essentials, like a bedroll, maybe the. Odd, she said she had a tent. I mean, I want to ask her if that's new. Get to chew on. Get a scale and start weighing my <laughs> like tent and yeah, all that stuff. Because I have no idea how much it. I just saw a beautiful weighs. touring bike at Orange Twenty that uh-huh. was all outfitted. Did you see mine? Yeah, in that's really nice. In the lobby. The lobby, yes. The outer lobby office here next to the receptionist the, to kill radio. What I the, love my new bike. I just want to give a shout out to um, Flying Pigeon for putting uh, it all together. Oh, well, there you go. Flying Pigeon who does some things. And we're actually awaiting a call from her, aren't we, at Flying Michelle? Pigeon? We're awaiting a oh. lot of calls right now. So uh, it is kill radio. And uh, in, in the interim here... We're going to tell it's you also, that um, uh, yeah, there still is a garage slash rum and sale going on. As you heard over at uh, near Marshall High School, I guess, what's the, what's the exact street of that? Is that like Tracy and um, I don't know what the other cross street is, but I'm, I'm Griffith assuming. Park? Yeah, Griffith Park <laughs> Street or whatever, Boulevard there. Uh, the other side of it is... Where Marshall High is, is, uh, um, the garage sale is going on today that the kids from K-Town writers are putting on I'd to raise like some to money for their following. I'd like to get some more information about writers. this, like, fund, where this money is gonna go. It's a slush fund. They're gonna use I it to that. overthrow. But what if the... I have, like, a really conservative cycling friend who doesn't trust a slush fund uh-huh. and they wanna make a, a donation because they, believe in this i'm sure all this money is going to some anarchist third world thing and it'll be funneled into libya are you happy just like oil all this money all this money is going into oil i'm making a good point no but it's it's a great idea i don't know where it's going oh thank god saved by the phone I'm excited too. How's it going? Good, good. Um, can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me all right? Yep, 
I can hear you. Thank you for, um, wow, last minute. This is live radio. You're amazing. So, oh, um, we're on live radio. No, you're amazing. Thanks. I'm so honored. Where, where are you? Call you. Tell us about um, I'm in Jacksonville, Florida. Jacksonville? It's, uh, yeah, I, it's right outside of St. Augustine, which is where I, I finished my tour. You finished your tour in Jacksonville? I finished my tour in St. Augustine, Augustine. and then uh, I'm going to be flying out of Jacksonville tomorrow. Um, So I got to St. Augustine on Wednesday, and then, you know, in the side, taking it easy, being in rain showers, and then these warm showers hosts are being super, super awesome, and um, taking me to the airport at 5 o'clock in the morning, Um, so it's like 45 miles away, and they're still doing it. That's one thing that has been just like the legacy of this trip for me is the generosity out there is like mind blowing. Like you don't see that in big cities. At least I haven't. Um, so. So tell yeah. us. So you you started um, in Southern California. I did. I um, I've been living in LA uh, for like the past five years. Part of the you know bike community there um, and. Then I don't even know why I decided on this, but one day I was just like, you know, I, I really needed to kind of keep my life going. I've been thinking about, I always, I travel a lot. Um, so I was like, you know what, I'm just going to ride. Like, I'm going to ride as far as I can get. And then it kind of became like, oh, I'm going to ride cross country. And um, so I rode down to San Diego for kind of like just to, you know, feel it out, and that's a kind of classic starting point for a southern skier trip. And and then I got started. Um, you know, lots of reasons, but never been to the south, and um, I like things warm. I didn't realize just you know how hot it can get. But uh, oh yeah, you drove, you rode through a lot of heat. So did you? What was your route through the south? Um. Well, it was, it was roughly the, there's this organization called Adventure Cycling and they route, you know, trips across America and mine. Uh, I, I kind of started on that, but I knew I wasn't going to follow it because I'm really poor and their maps are really expensive. Um, so, so I rode roughly, uh, to, to Phoenix, then up to Albuquerque, across, um, from northwest to southeast Texas towards Austin. Um, down south uh, around the bayou in Louisiana to New Orleans, up um, around the the Gulf, um, and then straight across Florida. Okay. Um, oh, I have a whole list of questions. Um, I'm a little overwhelmed because I didn't prepare to talk to you, but I can do this. I'm really excited about what you're doing, and I just have to tell you that I want to start doing what you're doing. So, um yeah, We're going to try to sure. cram as much as we can into our little bit of time with you, and maybe we can talk to you when you get back here, too. So uh, we want to know what you wrote and what you carried and, and how um, how long has it how long did it take? Okay. Well, um, I was going to do it because, like I said, I don't have a lot of money. I, was, I have in the past toured on a fold-up, full-size mountain bike, mm-hmm. a Montague, and it's freaking heavy, and it's kind of ridiculous, but I was going to do that, because I was like, okay, I only have a couple thousand bucks, and I want it to last me as long as I 
you know, need. And then I got down to San Diego and, like, I was like, okay, I have a couple days. I'm just going to look around. Like, of course, I, you know, I know about Surly's. Like, everyone talks about Surly's. And I rode a few bikes. And I've been, like, checking out a few bikes over the past weeks. I was looking maybe to buy something used. Um, and then I went to this shop and I found a Surly Crosscheck uh, 52 that I got on and it was just like perfect and I rode like the wind you know like compared to my mountain bike like <laughs> like yeah. day um, so I bought it I bought my okay. Surly Crosscheck the day before I started my tour <laughs> and I also bought clipless pedals and keen clip sandals um, SPDs that day too and started riding clipless with all my gear and everything for the first time um, that day. And so I had, uh, you know, my gear was like, you know, I got a tent, a stove, um, a couple of riding shorts, a couple of shirts, a dress, and um, uh, lights, gloves, tools, and food, pretty much. I It weighed about 35 pounds, 40 if I was carrying more water. So pretty light, but... That's kind of what you want. Yeah. And um, it took me six weeks where I stopped. Um, I had a total of, um, I think, like 35 riding days. Um, and then I spent a couple days each in Albuquerque, Austin, and New Orleans. I did it super, super fast. Um, I mean, for, like, what I originally wanted. I did it faster because it was so hot and it was, like, you know, you, there's nothing to do but ride because you create wind and you don't want to, like, be hanging out when it's 105 and, you know, there's no shade. Um, plus, you just get into this rhythm where it's just, like, every day you get up and you just want to ride and ride and ride and ride. Um, so, my average was about 90 miles. My biggest day was 145, um, and my shortest day was 20. Amazing. Did you have any longer, uh, any stopovers? Did you spend a couple days in any one city or have any friends or family yeah. to visit? Yeah, yeah, in Albuquerque, which is a really, really awesome place, um, Austin, Texas, and New Orleans. Nice, perfect. Those are great, yeah. <laughs> great places to stop. Yeah. So you took a couple days to just rest? Try to recover, and I didn't really recover because people, you know, were awesome and wanted to, like, show me around and show me all these amazing places. So the city stops are actually kind of tiring, too, but <laughs> in a different way. And now I'm sort of paying the, the price. Like, I'm kind of flopping around. Um, can't even think about riding, though, you know, I really want to. I'm actually going to go to San Francisco next weekend and try to start racing for the first time because um, I've always been into that and gone to those events and always been kind of a coward about it. Um, not anymore, you're not. Now you can do anything, right? <laughs> oh, but it's just kind of like, why not, you know? Yeah, exactly. But it just, it just yeah, it gives you a, a little more confidence, I guess. But I'm not a fast rider. I'm, in, I'm like, I have endurance, which I think is something that women, women have, right, endurance. In our bodies and in our minds. Um, yeah. Did you train a long time for this, or were you a commuter, or what's your history? Um, I, I just ride a lot. Um, never really trained. Okay. Um, I'm just very, I like, I've always been kind of athletic, you know, rode a lot in L.A. 
I went out a couple times. I've gone on, like, some shorter tours. Uh, my last tour was actually from Cairo to um, Tel Aviv. Okay. And that, you know, so I knew that, like, like I said, that I had endurance. Um, but you also just, it's like once you start to, like, your first week is your training, kind of. I mean, you don't want to, like, be, you could just then never ridden a bike and then get on a bike and do a tour. Like, you really could. Um, but if you want to be more comfortable and not totally exhausted, then you want to go out and ride, like, three centuries, like, in a row. Like, ride, like, 100 miles yeah. for three days, and then you're like, okay, I can tour. I'm, I started reading a book um, about bike camping, and this is one of the first things that the author says is you must prepare, you must prepare for a long time. And I was like, I don't really agree with that. I mean, I yeah, I trained for a marathon last year as a jogger, and I finished. I completed. I was fine. It, it's, it, I mean, it, it is, I think, a lot of, I mean, success has to do with your attitude, for sure, 100%. Um, so, I'm getting a note. Hang on. You're playing and flying over me. Um, yeah, doing a marathon is intense. I don't think I need to. Have any animal encounters? Yeah, a lot. Well, I was, it was actually kind of depressing. Um, not that loud. Can you hear it? Yeah, we can hear it. It's okay. Just, we'll just, okay, okay. Just um, yeah, there was so much roadkill in Texas, I could believe it. It was like a massacre. <laughs> it was like every 10 yards. It was like, but I saw, I mean, you ran the gamut or the gauntlet. I forget which one is the correct one. But I saw everything, like, wild, like living wildlife, you know, just tons and tons of birds and, like, snakes and, you know, crabs and, Turtles and armadillos and possums and antelopes and, you know, um, but also I saw all of it dead. Um, but nothing really scary. Like, I managed to avoid getting eaten by an alligator, and, uh, which I was honestly, honestly scared. Oh, and the dogs in the south, they run after you. Uh-huh, terrified. You have to ride, like, really fast. Dogs can run, like, 25, 30 miles an hour. Yeah, so, they can. Did you uh, try to shoo them away with a pump or anything like that? That's what my dad tra- taught me how to do when I was a kid. But I'm like, I don't carry a pump. Dad. No, that's a good idea. Um, frame. No, I just rode fast. I was like, there's no <laughs> way that this dog is getting any closer to me. Um, so, <laughs> the adrenaline. Did you have any? Um, uh, do you have any mechanic experience? Did you have any? Tech- I'm sure you had some technical problems on 2,500 miles of riding. How many, um, what was the total mileage? Um, it's 2,800. 2,800, yeah. Yeah. Um, That's amazing. You're amazing. Wow. <laughs> you're very sweet. <laughs> it's, you know, it's possible. It's just one day at a time kind of thing. Um, the, I, uh, flats, flats in Texas and Louisiana. Um, not that bad because I, you know, I started with new tires, but the problem with starting with new tires is um, they're, if they're not the best size, which I thought they were, but I think they were too tight, it was really, really, really hard to get those tires back on. And I felt like such an idiot. Yeah. Um, but sometimes it would take me an hour or two, you know, is like super hot. But people, um, people would stop, and, you know, if there was, like, a strong dude in the car, I'd be like, you know, I'm sorry, like, I'm such a wimp. Can you, you know, help me roll this tire back on? Um, I can change a freaking you know, tire, like I can patch tire. 
but um, the, my advice would be to get heavy-duty tubes. They weigh like a couple ounces more, but you've got to do that. It'll save you so much time. I put some heavy-duty tubes on my brand-new bike, and the mechanic said, I hate you for this. I was like, but it's supposed to save me, isn't it? That's a little bit of a joke. <laughs> uh, I gotcha. No, I, I, mean, I don't think anybody <laughs> enjoys changing tires, do they? Really? No? Um, so is your bike all, it's all boxed up? It's coming back to California? It's, it's, um, I'm getting it boxed up this afternoon, and um, I'm actually going to kind of be traveling a little bit more. Um, I had to, a couple of tragedies along the trip, too, that really shook things up, um, oh, friends and family. Um, so be, you know, addressing that and, like I said, trying to um, go to SF or QCR. I, I'm trying to get a grant to write about um messenger culture, because my background is in anthropology, so okay. um, I'm trying to work on that, and then I I really don't know if I'm coming back to L.A., because the truth is, I was so struck by New Orleans and, like, the power of the music there, and that mm-hmm. I I think I'm going to go back and, and live in New Orleans for a little while. Good for you. Probably not, probably not that long, because, like, L.A. is, you know, like, Southern California is where my heart is and where all my friends are, but... um. You know, maybe swing through LA, but um, just to you know, to check in um, and and be around all that awesomeness. Um, I'd love to stay in touch with you and hear about that. How that book project? Um, a book? Did you, would it be a book? Uh, you don't know. Um, it's possible. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to get into writing articles and you know, ultimately a book about bike culture in general. Um, but it's a process. Um, of learning how to, you know, how to successfully freelance. Um, so, yeah, I, I would love to keep in touch with you guys, and I certainly need to listen to the show more often. I want to hear more about the other ladies you've had on um, on Chicks on Bike. Well, we're, we're uh, thank you. And, yeah, you can always call in and give us an update, and I am just wanted to celebrate women and cycling and not necessarily in that order with the show. So it, it's pretty new and it's been evolving nicely and organically, but um, I'm open to, you know, if you just please, you know, call in or if you find anything that you want to share or give us an update on what's going on with you or um, all that would be great. Well, thanks. Yeah. Um, so how do I, how do I get, I get a hold of you in particular? Um, there is a, um, well, you can email me. I'll give you my email. And you can also be follow the Chicks on Bikes dash SoCal page on Facebook. Um, but my email is, do you have a pen? Um, no, but I'm going to try to remember it because I'm actually standing in a parking lot. <laughs> Are you on a pay phone? No, you're on a cell phone. No, you know, I'm on my cell phone. I have your, actually, yeah. I have your phone number. Uh, I'll, I'll text it to you. We'll, we can stay in touch. Okay. Um, it's, um, it's 646. No, I have it. I oh, have you have it. it. Nick is sitting right next to me. He gave it to me. Okay. Yeah. Um, great. Well, yeah, and, you know, you can uh, get a hold of me through my blog or my Facebook or something like that, but I would um, I would really love to keep in touch. I, I really think it's awesome what you're doing. I Part of the reason I called in is because, 
not because I wanted to brag or anything, but because I really want more women to, you know, to feel comfortable cycle touring, and um, what you're doing is part of the process. It is. Thank you. And I'm inspired by what you're doing, and I, I can't wait to, to uh, take my first journey. So um, that being said, I'm going to let Chicken Mother has a question for you. And Okay. <laughs> he, yeah, he said he had a question. Um, so thank you so much. Travel safely. And, oh, tell, before you hang up, tell us the name of your blog, okay? Oh, Okay. Right now? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yes, no, it's live radio, sorry. Um, okay. Go, go ahead and tell us your blog right here. Okay. My blog, which I am getting better at updating in a timely manner, um, but it's been really fun, is flyingontheseatofmypants.blogspot.com. So earlier we had somebody that was doing some human power helicoptering. This this wow. song works with that theme today. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and, and anyway, my, my question to you is, being an anthropologist, uh, there's a tremendous amount of, of sites across America. Did you ever find yourself sort of wandering off and, and checking out uh, some Native American things? or? or oh, absolutely. Or? New Mexico was just phenomenal, and I got to go to Aqaba. The petroglyphs. And, uh, what's that? Uh, 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 Sky City, right? Yeah, yeah, Akama. That's what I meant. Akama is in Jordan. Um, Akama, this guy city, um, or the Akama people. It, that was one of like the highlights for sure. That's such a beautiful place. And even even in Florida, like I had no idea about the the Seminole heritage in Florida and like St. Augustine is full of it. And, right. You know, I I stopped and that's the thing. Like the next time I travel, I really want to do it. Um, maybe in a, a cooler time. Uh, uh-huh. And probably with people because. I, I think that I would be more um, apt to stop and, like, take things in. And, you know, this was just sort of a different ride. This was about, like, the landscape and, like, and about riding. Uh-huh. But there's so, yeah, it's incredible. It really is. As you but made, especially anywhere. As you made your way across the United States, we've been hearing all these reports about floods and stuff. Did you ever have to reroute or, or detour because of this? No, I was worried about that, um, but I saw very, very little rain. Um, it's rained a lot since I got to St. Augustine, but the the rerouting that I had to do was um, because of my own ignorance about, like, roads and bridges and stuff like that in, in more watery areas because I'm from a place that's very arid. And, uh, but no, no, no flooding. I was worried. Wow, it sounds great. I'm going to pass it back to April here. Okay. Hi, it's Live Radio. Um, okay, so uh, we, I think that's, I mean. Yeah, yeah, no, I think yeah. um, I've talked to everybody cut off. Um, so, so enjoy the rest of your trip and the rest of your journey, and uh, I'm excited to, to stay in touch with you. And oh, I wanted to. I was I was mouthing when he was talking to you that I would be. I would love to go on that next journey with you. Oh, awesome! Well, we should totally do it. We will keep in touch. And the next time in a, in a look, the next time I'm in LA, um, we'll like you know we'll go out for coffee or like I'll come. I'll pop into the you know black talk. Sweet. Yeah, we'd love it. We'll meet up. Okay, cool. Um, thank you guys very much. Have fun out there. Thank you. You too. Enjoy it. All right. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Well, is Kill Radio. That was wonderful. And it KPFK is also on the KPFK webcast. KPFK on the webcast. Yeah, and it's Bike Talk. And, and it's a chicks podcast on and a bikes. Podcast. Oh, right? <laughs> sorry, podcast. Hey, wow, that's that's pretty incredible. Now, when when they talk about touring bikes as opposed to like regular road bikes, what's the big difference? Just the tires? Are you still using 700s? Or are they thicker or what? personal preference thing but the touring bike has to be the frame has to be set up to hold racks oh so you have to have oh the that's right because you're carrying all that weight yeah yeah you have to have a specific frame it's, it's not like me that just sort of clamps on stuff and if it works well, that's no, that it. works too <laughs> <laughs> no but i'm taking this is a little more high tech and everything's probably a little lighter she was saying she carried about how many more pounds? 35 pounds. But it, but I don't think I, you know, I'm a clothes whore. I don't think I could carry three, two sets of clothes in a well, you dress. Have, you have at least a 70-pound bag today. That's not but 70. <laughs> but, uh, okay, to, to be honest, half of that is electronics. There's a camera in there. Usually I carry two cameras. And everybody goes, what's this? What, what are the two cameras? It's in case the first one breaks down. You have a second one to back it up. But, but a lot of that is just, I, I know they kid me, but... If you're broken on the side of the road and chicken leather comes by, you're fine. I will, yeah. I'll give you odds that I'll be able to fix it. Hmm. Okay, maybe not you. I won't fix your bike. But you no, fixed I'm just my kidding. bike. I'll, I'll fix your bike. I did fix your bike once. That was really awesome. That you time you did. Yeah. Was, when was that? For, didn't you? Didn't Sequoia? you need a pump? I have an idea. What about a, like a like a triple A of bikes? <laughs> there, there is. That's you a know, great it's, idea. It's funny you say that, but the cycle girls apparently. Triple A covers that, or there was something like that, and they get really irate when they get this tow truck, and you go, "Oh, it's my bicycle," and they go, "Ah," but it's like it, it's parts of Triple A do cover that. Oh, I'm going to call Triple A and have them I, I don't call think into it, the next. Show. Yeah, they should call in and tell us about their bike program. Yeah. But it's not that's just. I pay for that silly card for my car, and I don't. Oh, well. I gotta renew that. I just remember. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I don't want to renew it. Do you know that they're actually, they, they fight things like, uh, cl- any kind of restrictions on cars, like any car safety law or, bill, uh-huh. like, or, or even the Clean Air Act, they, they fight if it involves having to change, having to regulate cars? Right. Well, but that's, that's part of it too. It's almost like the NRA of, of, of cars and stuff. Yeah. And this gets back to, uh, some of the early things we did last week with Eves, who was Canadian. And uh, I think the flying pigeon, once again, talking about the flying pigeon, how silly is that? Um, stop signs, cars, and capitalism. He was over here at the um, Eco Village. Oh, he has a book. He does have a book. And he was over, It's it's. he had a talk over at the uh, flying pigeon. And we recorded, and we, we have it in our archives now, part one. And we're going to try and make that available to you on our webcast extravaganza at some point. But part two is coming. Maybe not today. Maybe today we'll we'll see when and get in there with the second part of that recording what's, anyway, what's going on with the next call uh, uh it's 12 o'clock almost we don't no. have any more calls yes we do it's three minutes till the end of the no, show we well we could recap or we could tell people that uh the garage sale is still going on today over at uh near marshall high i think it's a block away off tracy and that's all the kids are there in support of of uh, some of the k-town riders that have experienced some um, losses and stuff, and I think the money is going 100% of the money is going right to them. So that's that answers your question about what what is this fund for? It's going to them because they've experienced. I don't question like that. I just question kind of the losses. how do we get? If I wanted to talk to the people, my community that is 
you, you're not connected to this community. Uh-huh. How could I, inc- I, I ensure think, that the money was going? Yeah, into I think this a is a common thing with any a right, a, a common thing with anything. I, I, I'm remembering all these things where you know, fun, money for Africa, uh, Sir Bob, and and the whole like feed the world kind of thing. Do you ever sing that song to yourself? Feed the world. Yeah, I do that too sometimes. But but I I think you know maybe maybe that's what we should do. We should commission one of our extensive Kill Radio family musicians to write a a, a song that's like a bike theme for for all these fallen riders. What do you think? Nick? Absolutely. All right, we're gonna we're gonna work on that. Maybe if you're a musician, you can call in. I know we'll try to get Professor oh. Potter to do something. He's a musician. Can I plug an idea? Oh, okay, sorry. you can. Yes, you can. Plug I away. did just text Carr from. For the flying pigeon. Yes. <laughs> We're really supporting the flying pigeon today. Um, to see if she wanted to call in. She's actually, she said she was on her bike earlier. Oh. So she couldn't call in. Oh. But, um, that's fine. It's being safe uh, too. Being safe. Cause you know, I see a lot of people out there texting and making phone calls on their bicycle. I do that. I think that's just as dangerous as doing it in a car. Yeah. Do you yeah. pull over? Yeah. Pull over next time. I will. Okay. Did you want to say something, Nick? Oh, I have you had idea, an idea um, for a bike bus where it would be a... Uh, Is this like one of those animated films where I just sort of hold the, the bike and it just sort of travels on its own animated or, or something when you say bike bus? No. Okay. What it would be is a group ride. Group ride. That goes during rush hour. Rush hour. Oh, um, you told me this. Yes. Down a specific route and stops at... at intersections at predetermined times so that you can join the group ride on your way to work. Oh, and nice. it would be like a bus, but it's really just a, a group ride. So it's just like a ride in the morning. So it'd be like... And at, and at night. It'd be like... Nick, are you going like, to do this on your commute to work? I... Are you... So it'd be like morning <laughs> riders or something. It'd be like you coffee know breaks? It, Okay. Instead of instead of what? Why are you pointing at me? You're taking the piss, aren't you? <laughs> no. Because nice. I I commute I commute only five blocks. You commute five blocks. Could you go five six blocks, blocks in the other direction and <laughs> collect some people? And yeah, then sure, if they want. But you I, could, I was you could do pogoing for five <laughs> blocks. I was yeah. I could get I could do unicycle. I could do anything. But I was thinking of. At least just, he doesn't drive. No, I I think that's great. Well, sometimes if I can't find a parking spot, I actually... Oh, I don't want to hear this. <laughs> but what I was thinking is I could start the bike bus as a volunteer, and then, you know, I could be the first, uh, you know, on my on my break, I could go down Wilshire or something. The, and this, can I can I just interrupt here yeah. just for 30 seconds? Mm-hmm. This is a lot like Ron Milan's, or is it Milan? Ron Milan's mm-hmm. uh, bike uh, sage people. Mm-hmm. It's like if you knew a route or something, you right. could take them on that cool ass route, mm-hmm. and that that would be his kind of thing. And, it, and in fact, I've done that, but it's it's been a, under the auspice like, hey, we got to get to critical mass really fast, and we're in northeast Los Angeles. And I go, mm-hmm. and they're going, yeah, and I don't want to get tired before we get there. And I go, well, guys, let's just take the chicken leather route. And they look at me mm-hmm. like, well, what route is that? And it's literally there's only one incline, and that's the one coming up like New Depot. But it's like going around in this circuitous route so you, you don't get tired on the way there. Angelino yeah. Heights yeah. and stuff. I think that's what you need. You need somebody that knows the back streets sometimes. Well, well yeah, you absolutely need that. But I think, uh, I think it needs some planning and some fleshing out and 
Maybe it needs a website. Why are you making that face? <laughs> well, I, th- I think that's what we do uh, what unconsciously we do with, the, with the bike bike and the social network. You, you were telling me about a time that you were following somebody once, remember? No. Okay, I'm going to have to tell the story then, Nick. Your story. I'm telling your story now. Okay. You you said you were trying, and this is probably the last thing we'll do before we, we sign off here. Um, you were telling me you were following some guy, and he was going through all these different routes, and you go, wow, I'm, I'm really getting oh, far yeah, across yeah. town. Now you remember. Go ahead. Say it. Well, I don't remember, except that if I was following some guy, and he was... You know, taking all these different routes, and I was trying to. I think he looked like he knew what he was doing, so I I followed him on these routes. And and who was it? I don't. Wait, is there more to the story? Yeah, oh, you told who? me that you realized that you'd never met this guy before. You just followed, and you got to where you were going, and you just sort of, sort of, uh, sort of made a little like mental note. You checked it into the book back into your mental note, and then later on, you met this guy again, and it turned out to be Joe Linton. Joe Linton had this great path from of one place to another. Joe well, see, now April's saying, of course, it's Joe Linton. You know, if if I just got on the street and, and wanted to get from point A to B, I'd just, just out of whatever, I sometimes follow the riders. I might also say the same thing about you. Yeah, but nobody follows me consciously. I mean, you know. How but, do you know? But I know there's not a thing. bunch of people following me. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, the, that's the other part of Kill Radio. Our, our, our handlers here are following us around. By the way, every time you say Kill Radio, you have to stay back now. I mean, uh, not uh, by talk. Uh, you have to say KPFK. KPFK on the podcast. All right. Well, so are we going to try s- to fix that glitch on the KPFK? Thank you, KPFK, really, so much. Are we going to try to fix that listing where it says bike talk now? Can it say bike talk slash chicks on bikes for the days that we did chicks on bikes, please? Yes. I think that's a little click on your computer for renaming, isn't it? I say that not knowing a thing about computers. I, I'm not sure. I think you can do that. that. We'll rename the file. Okay. Just for the days that I'm here. All right. Please. We'll try and do that. Oh, you mean, okay. okay. I see we, by our clock here that we've gone over a little, but we love it. And I'm looking out at somebody with a purple, it looks like a Laker, what is that? A Laker monk? Oh my God. There's all sorts of people now on bicycles. It's that kind of a season and it's summer. So if you're in your car, remember, that's right. Give those people that are doing their best to reduce your carbon footprint and a little more space, at least three feet on the road. Right, April? Right. Okay. Thank you, everyone, for another awesome episode of Chicks on Bikes. Check out the Facebook page, Chicks on Bikes-SoCal, and we'll see you next month. Okay. Bye. Peace.